0: Hey friends, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez and want to thank you for listening to this podcast if you are a regular listener. Thank you for being part of the Good Life fam. If you are new, welcome to the Good Life fam. Here you're going to find all things to inspire and empower and encourage you to live your good life now. We get one life to live. Let's live it good. Let's live it amazing. That's what it's all about. Plus, the good life is what God wants you to live. The Bible says Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. Do you remember in the Bible when God created the heavens and earth? He looked at what he created and he said, it is good. And when he looked at your life, he says it is good too. But unfortunately, there are many things in life that want to steal that from us, distract us, and get us to think that our life isn't as good as it really is. So that's what this podcast is about. We are going to talk about things like that. And of course, right now, we are going deep diving into anxiety. Why? Because anxiety is at an all-time high. People are struggling with it so much. Because it's at an all-time high, I decided to commit this season to it. So, Today, I'm going to give you some great practical tips to overcome anxiety, because anxiety truly, truly wants your attention. And if you've ever struggled with anxiety, or remember that moment when it came upon you, you realize that it truly wants your attention. It overwhelms you to where you it's really hard to shake off, and it seems to consume everything. In my life, it kind of taints things where I can't experience life at its fullest, because the anxiety is weighing on me in the back of my mind. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous to give anxiety the attention, the full attention that it demands and wants. Because what you focus on grows, what you focus on grows. And imagine if you're focusing on anxiety, and how anxious you are, at least the symptoms of it, it's going to just magnify those symptoms, magnify that anxiety. And it gets Very crazy, which reminded me of a true story I've heard many years ago about a man named Nick Sitzman. And this story is pretty crazy, and it shows the really crazy result of anxiety unrestrained. So this man, Nick Sitzman, I'm just going to read it to you because I think it'll encourage you, and then we'll go and learn some cool things about it, okay? So this man named Nick Sitzman, he was a strong, healthy, ambitious, young railroad yard man, who was a hard worker and had a loving wife, two children, and many friends. One summer day, the train crews were able to end their work day an hour early. While performing one last check on some of the railroad cars before he left early, Nick was accidentally locked in a refrigerator boxcar. When he realized that the rest of the workmen had left the site, Nick started to panic. He banged and shouted repeatedly, but nobody heard him. With his knowledge, he predicted that the temperature inside the refrigerator car had to be about zero degrees. Nick's thought was, if I can't get out of here, I'm going to freeze to death in here. Wanting to let his family and wife know exactly what had happened to him, he found a knife and began to etch words into the wooden floor. He wrote, it's so cold. My body's getting numb. If I could just go to sleep. These may be my last words. The very next morning, his fellow crews slid open the heavy doors of their refrigerated box car and found Nick dead. An autopsy revealed that every physical sign of his body indicated that he had frozen to death. Yet the refrigeration unit of the car was inoperative and the temperature inside indicated 55 degrees. Nick had killed himself by the power of his own thoughts. Very interesting story. The refrigerated boxcar that he was locked in wasn't even working. It was broken. It was left there because it needed to be repaired. He didn't know that. He started getting anxious. He started getting filled with anxiety He focused on it to the point where the autopsy revealed that he died by freezing to death, though it was 55 degrees in that boxcar the whole time. Shows the power of our mind, right? The power of our belief, the power of faith, the power of believing and speaking something so strong. When Jesus says, you can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Jesus said, if you believe it in your heart and say, it shall be done. And I think this is a negative example of that where he his anxiety consumed him to the point where he believed, he literally believed with everything inside of him that he was trapped in a refrigerated boxcar and he was freezing to death. And it literally happened to him. This man literally anxietyed himself to death. Very unfortunate story, but it's beneficial to learn how the power of our thoughts and minds can dictate our reality, our life. And if we do not learn how to handle anxiety, how to bring it under submission to the word of God, then anxiety will dominate us and consume us in many ways. So today I wanna share something practical that I've personally used to break anxiety's pattern. Now, this is more... Of breaking the symptoms or pattern of anxiety. Now, by no means am I a doctor. This isn't no medical advice. I'm just sharing my personal experience with you, how anxiety affected me and affects me from time to time if I don't handle different situations in my life and what I've learned to overcome it. So for me personally, anxiety expresses itself in my body through restlessness, no peace, shorter breaths, tension in my body, So these are just some of the things that I thought of when I realized uh, anxiety is there in my body. And I read this book many years ago, years ago. I can't remember the author, but it's a great book. It's called Deadly Emotions. And this doctor goes through through his work with his patients, how he discovered how deadly emotions can be to our health. Now, it's not talking about deadly like, like the man in the previous story who you know, froze to death in his mind, but deadly as if when we don't handle, learn how to handle our emotions, it expresses itself in high blood pressure, and sickness in our bodies and all these things. And so it's a really good book. And it kind of reminded me why, you know, anxiety does demand attention. So for me, for example, if I notice any of those things in my body, I mean, mentally, sometimes in my mind, I'm not even anxious or not even thinking of something, but I realize that something happened maybe earlier in the day, or earlier in the week that I haven't really dealt with, I haven't handled, I haven't processed properly. So therefore, it starts expressing itself in my body with these different symptoms. Like I said, no peace, shorter breaths, restlessness, tension in my body, I just can't seem to just be at peace. So when that happens, it gives me a red flag, okay, something's going on, I need to realize what what happened? What, what, it, what am I trying to process? You know, And so that's important to process that, bring it to the cross, get that dealt with so you can not let that anxiety be detrimental to your health. But right now, I'm going to talk to you about those times where I've had in my life when I've had my, even those symptoms and you just can't seem to shake it off. For me, it's like it was a learning curve because where I'm like, how do I get rid of this? What do I do? And what I discovered is when I played the guitar, the anxiety was gone. Like, all the symptoms were just gone. I got to the point where I realized my patterns of anxiety, whenever it came upon me again, I would go to my office, pick up my guitar, plug it in, and just start playing. Improvising, for me, was, is what I love to do and because it's creative. It's not just like playing a song that I know how to play. I get creative with it, and what happens is I notice after a couple minutes I have no symptoms of anxiety, and I could actually go to sleep, so that's kind of cool, and I love that about music, and I'm not sure if it's the actual music. I'll share with you what I think it is, but I do remember in the Bible that King Saul, when he was harassed by a evil spirit, the Bible says, that wouldn't give him peace, he would call David to come play the harp, and it would calm him down and the bible literally said the evil spirit relieve so music is powerful music can calm the soul music is amazing but what i love it's not just listening to music that calmed me cuz if i get those symptoms of anxiety where i can't shake off turning on a song just doesn't do it for me you know uh, maybe it might for you cuz it's i'm just sharing my experience this may not work for you but what will work for you is the heart of what i mean about playing guitar Because for me, when I play guitar, like I said, I get creative. I get creative with my music and I start expressing my emotions with my music. And what happens is I'm using my body, my hands to play guitar. But I'm also, because I'm creative, I'm using my mind. I'm using my soul, my heart. And the combination of just shifting the focus from the anxiety or pressure symptoms that I was facing, shifting those to creating music, and, and just losing myself in the music just caused those symptoms to go away completely to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, it's totally gone. I could totally go to sleep in peace. And and so I would, and it was amazing. So I think I'm just sharing this with you because I'm not trying to get you to take guitar lessons with me. Although if you're interested, hit me up. But that's not the reason I'm sharing this with you, okay? I'm sharing this with you because I believe the heart of this could help you as well to the point where if, you know, if you're not a musician, don't play music, find something that you can do that would distract yourself from the symptoms of anxiety. Because if you don't, those symptoms just multiply and grow and they lead to a nasty place, which none of us want to experience or be there. So I would encourage you with my story to find out maybe I know some friends of mine that they're not musicians, but you know what works for them is actually going for a run exercising, just going out there and taking a run because at the same time it's using their mind, it's using their body, they put their music on, they're focusing, they're shifting everything away from that initial symptoms of anxiety and they're shifting to something different that just gets their mind off things and all of a sudden now they got their release, they got their freedom because they shifted and so I want to encourage you to find something that you can do. I don't know what it, what it is. It could be sweeping. I don't know. It could be vacuuming. Maybe it's just dancing. I don't know. Maybe it's writing a poem. I don't know what it is. But I know for me, in my experience, and the friends of mine that I've talked to about this, it always has something to do that involves your mind and body. When you combine the mind and body together to do something different, it just forces you out of that kind of broken record that just keeps on that same cycle and you shift it, you break that pattern and you're doing something different. And now at least those symptoms are gone and you dealt with that. And now you can have a peaceful sleep or at least maybe your symptoms are gone. Now you can just move on with your day, whatever you're doing. Again, if anxiety is causing these symptoms in your body, then obviously it's a red flag that you need to find the heart of that the root of that go back to earlier episodes of this podcast is a podcast entitled the root of anxiety. And that'll teach you exactly how to get to the root of what is causing your anxiety. This one is just to help you shift it because sometimes you get in those ruts where it's just like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to shake this off? And I'm telling you, if you can get something physically and mentally, if you can do something like that to shift focus, you can get instant freedom so those symptoms are not overwhelming you like they have in my life. I'm not sure how that's going to work for you, but discover it. Experiment. Try different things. Let me know what worked. Let me know for you because it'd be great to share with other people what is working and what can help just shift that immediate pressure. And one of the things I think that can really help that is is to stop saying my anxiety. Just because you struggle with something repetitively or have been in a season where it seems to be reoccurring, do not own it. Do not say my anxiety. That's just one of my pet peeves. I just I don't like to say that because I don't want to, it's not my anxiety. I don't want no part of anxiety. I want to live free. I want to live with peace. I want the peace of Christ to consume me. I want God to give me that peace so I can live and enjoy life to the fullest. So I hope this practical episode encouraged you with some little tidbits that can kind of help you shake off those symptoms if you have been experiencing those in your life. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're good. Maybe that's not a season for you, but you know what, if you know somebody that has been struggling with anxiety, maybe send them this podcast. Maybe this will be a key to just shift that broken record for their life of that pattern of anxiety and be able to get freedom from that because that's what we wanna do. We wanna get freedom for ourselves and then share freedom with other people. So I hope this message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I hope it gave you some practical things that you can do to live your good life now. So be sure to say hi on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you listen. Let me know how this season on anxiety has helped bring freedom in your life. So I look forward to wrapping up this season of anxiety next week with you guys. So until then, my friends, cheers to your good life. We're gonna make